Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. Great to see everyone this morning. Welcome to those who are joining online. So glad that you're with us. Please stay through to the end. If you're with us for the first time today, a warm welcome. Great to have you. And, uh, well, I hope that you stay with us to the end as well. So that would be really awkward if somebody walked out in the middle of it. But it's good to be in God's house. We're here to worship him. The reason that we're here is because God lives in us. And when we come together, there's something about the dynamics of coming together where God works in and through each of us. And it's just unfortunate that we can't sing um, because we know that God inhabits the praises of his people, but we can, we can still make music in our hearts. And if you want to raise your hand and do all that kind of stuff that we normally do, then please feel free to do that. Um, but we're here to worship him. He's the one that brings us together. God is the glue that joins us. Um, Jesus is the one who stands in the middle of us. It's because of him that we're here. And I don't know about you, I'm so thankful that I know Jesus. So thankful that he's my friend, that he's my savior, that he's my rock, he's my fortress, he's my everything. And uh, he's the one who brings us here today. And so we're going to worship God after I pray. And uh, then just some announcements. Today is Celebration Sunday. It's a slightly different Sunday, so we will just do a, a, a brief reflection on the year that's been. Normally I have loads and loads of pictures up, but there's not been that many things to photograph because there's been so many things cancelled last year. However, there's still been good things happening, and we'll do a little bit of reflection on that. But I also feel, uh, just during the week as I was preparing for today, that God just dropped a word in my heart, and I really feel that I need to bring that today. And in keeping with what we're talking about as we reflect on 2020, um, there's just a word that I feel I need to bring uh, to the church today. And so we'll do that. We won't have communion today uh, just so that we make time for other things. It's great to have Peter with us and his wife, Carol. Um, Peter does all our, our finance stuff, does the payroll, um, and he will be giving a report at our AGM part, which will be after the service. So if this is your church and you're, you're part of the church here, then, then please stay on uh, to that. You should have received an email with all the information. And uh, the, the meeting will be on Zoom uh, for those who are not with us uh, in person today. So let's pray, and then let's begin to worship him in this place today. Father, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Your blessings are new every morning. Father, we are so blessed, and there are so many things that we're blessed by that we don't even think about. We just take them for granted. And Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you. We thank you that we're able to be here. We thank you for the technology that allows us to broadcast this service out on Facebook and YouTube and the church website and that people will, even, even months later, can listen to this message uh, that will be sp spoken today, listen to the songs that we sing today, and, and, and just enter into worship. And Father, we just want to be in your presence today. Father, we, we just want to sense your presence in this place today. And Holy Spirit, we say, come. We welcome you into this service today. Holy Spirit, we say, come and fill us. Come and open our eyes, open our ears Open up the spiritual part of us that receives things from God that we might hear what you want to say to us today. As we worship, as we sing the words of the songs today, as we worship uh, and, and just glorify you, Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would speak, uh, despite the fact that we're not able to sing out loud. But Father, we pray that you'd still come and inhabit the praises of your people. And Father, we just pray that if you have something that you want to say today, Lord, if there's a prophetic word or something like that, that you'd come and that you would speak. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come and speak. We need your voice. We know that the words of God are the things that give us sustenance every day. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. It's a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. And Lord, we just pray that we would hear your words into our spirits today. In Jesus' name, amen. Join the song that's rising up to our God. 
Thank you for the words of this powerful song which we've sung this morning. The lost will come home. The bound will go free. Father, we think of those words in Isaiah where you prophesied that. The weak will be strong. The broken redeemed. The sick will be well. The hungry will feast. The morning will dance. The blinded will see. The church will arise with power and love. Our cities will know the glory of God. The future is bright. There's nothing to fear. Revival is now. The kingdom is here. And Father, we thank you that your kingdom has come. Your kingdom has come. And Father, you are here. You're here today. You're here with those who've joined online. Father, your kingdom has come. Your spirit is here. You've given us your spirit, Father. And Lord, we just pray that your spirit would come and that you would just breathe in the church. Father, this church and every church. Father, that you'd breathe life. Father, that the fires would be uh, stoked and Father, that you would do something new. Father, this is your day. We have come to worship you today. Father, we love you today and every day, not just on a Sunday, but a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday. Father, we love you every day. And Father, we pray that you would express your kingdom through us. Father, whatever we do, wherever we find ourselves, Father, Father, whether at work or at home or at school or at college, Father, wherever we find ourselves, Father, we pray that there would be that demonstration of kingdom power in our lives, that we would take that message to where you want us to go. And so, Father, we pray that you would just come upon your church in a fresh way. Lord, as we think about the year that's been today, Father, as we think about that, Lord, we just pray that you'd help us to think about how good you have been Father, we recognize that 2024 
Many of us, for this church has been a really challenging year, a really difficult year. And Father, there's no getting away from that. But Lord, we just thank you that you continue to uphold us, to strengthen us. Father, that you're living in us. Father, to give us the next step. Maybe for some of that, some of us, that's all we can do is take the next step. We can't think about tomorrow. We can't think about next week. We can only think about the next step. And Father, if that's where we're at, Lord, we pray that you just give us the strength and the courage to take the next step. Not to worry about tomorrow because, Father, you have the future in hand. Lord, we just reflected on the words of that song on Friday, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Father, we thank you that you hold the future, that the future is yours. And Father, at the same time, you hold us, and we're yours. And so, Father, help us to stay connected to you. And Lord, we just pray that our hearts would be wide open to you today to really receive all that you want to deposit into our lives today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. I have a new transition every week now. So today is Celebration Sunday. Are you glad to be in church today? I am so glad that you're glad because I'm glad. I'm so glad to be here today. Great to be in God's house. Great to be part of the church. And just before we come to Celebration Sunday, I just wanted to say a a short prayer. Um, And if there is something that you need uh, from God, then as we're praying, just you call out to God in your heart and say, this is the thing that I need and just call out to God today. So let's just pause for prayer just for a little second. Father, we thank you that we have this access into your kingdom through prayer. We can come into the very throne room of God in heaven with our prayers. And Father, we thank you that you hear our prayers. Lord, I think of the words that Sam prays quite often. Father, if, if there's anything that would hinder our prayers, Lord, we pray that you'd forgive us and deal with that. But Lord, we're here because we're your children and Father, we just think of the situation, uh, situations in our world just now. Father, with this pandemic, Lord, we think about India in particular. And Lord, we pray uh, for the resources that are needed, the wisdom and the infrastructure to, to begin to really sort these problems. And Father, we just pray uh, that you would move in that. Lord, that you'd stir up your church as well. Father, we think of the trouble in the Middle East as well. And Lord, we just pray that you bring peace uh, to the Middle East. Father, we just pray for your peace in that region. Lord, we pray for your church in that region. Lord, we pray that you would cause it to rise up. Lord, we, th- we pray for your church across the world. Lord, wherever we find ourselves, Lord, we are the ones who bring light. You're, you're working in and through the church. And so, Father, we pray for the church that you would cause it to be strong. Father, particularly in areas where there's persecution, Lord, we pray that you'd strengthen the church and cause it to be salt and light. And Father, we just think of those who are in need. Uh, Father, those who need a, f- a physical touch in their body, a healing touch. Lord, we just pray that as we raise our hands to heaven, and Father, as we ask for a healing touch from you, Father, that you'd come, and Father, that you'd bring that anointing of healing. Father, that fresh touch that people need today. And Lord, we think of those who, who mourn in our, our church. Lord, we think of Jean and Fiona, and Nathan, Michael, Hannah, Robert, John, Margaret, Father, we just pray for those who have experienced uh, bereavement in, in recent times. Father, for uh, Sharon as well. Father, we just pray. Lord, we, we just pray that you would come. And Lord, that you would descend on each one and strengthen each one. And uh, Lord, we, we continue to look to you. And Father, we just pray as we begin to reflect on a year that's been, and as we think about what you want to say to this church, Father, may our hearts be open. Father, may we hear your Spirit's voice today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Sorry, just getting rid of the things that are at my feet and causing a distraction. So, Celebration Sunday. Um, I just want to start off by reminding people that we're part of this denomination. Call it a denomination, a movement. We've got all different names for it called Assemblies of God. Um, It is a global movement. Uh, denomination, if if you like, but we're part of Assemblies of God Great Britain, 
And for us, uh, that's what conference looked like last year. Normally, conference is a thousand people worshiping God in one room. Um, But for us, conference was sitting in front of a TV. Oh, man. TV'd out. We had conference just recently again, and it was online. And I'm not joking. I was absolutely goosed by the time we got to the end of it. I think... I think it was like being at conference for a whole week. I don't know if you guys joined in as well. Uh, quite tiring. But I wanted to just flick up uh, a slide. I've used this slide last year, and it details all the ministries that are in the church, all the different things that go on in the life of a church uh, week by week, year by year, to make all of the things that we do happen. And uh, I read this out really quickly last year. I'm just going to let the things come up on the screen this year. Um, just so that you get a a simple picture uh, of all the different areas of ministry, all these things led by different people, um, different people taking on different responsibilities, new things that we'll add to the list, hopefully, in the next year. So all these things that go on and, you know, this is what we do uh, week in, week out, year in, year out. And the the thing that I wanted to just impress, I, I, I tried to say this, but if you're in any doubt... If you're in any doubt at all, know that what you do is valued. Know that what you do is appreciated. Know that what you do uh, is making a difference. And if I'm going to say anything at this point, it would be to say this, you're doing it for the Lord. We don't work for people, we work for the Lord, that he might be be the one that gets the glory. Do you agree with that? If you want to feedback, if you want to say amen, I know you can't smile through your mask, but, you know, if you want to say something that's really encouraging for me, that would be really good. When I do assemblies in school, I always get the kids to smile. I know that's not going to make a difference because I can't see your faces anyway. For two reasons, I've got the wrong glasses on (laughs) and you've got masks on. Um, But yeah, our year started off very differently last year. Uh, We had six baptisms at the start of the year. We don't normally do them right in January. And that was really exciting to baptize people. You might recognize that lady who's up there giving her her testimony just before she gets baptized. And it was really exciting to start off uh, the the year with baptisms. And another thing that had a massive impact on us, uh, we were invited to a pastor's prayer gathering in Dumblane. We stayed overnight. It was a time for prayer and fasting. If you remember, we were praying and fasting in the church as well. So uh, it was a lot thinner that year. Um, but we had a fantastic time at the pastor's prayer gathering. I'm going to come back to talk about that in just a little while. Um, one of the, the, the friends of, of mine, uh, Michael Rollo, he used this word to describe pastor's prayer gathering. He said it was historic. It was a, such a powerful time. Leaders, I think there was about 120 leaders from across Scotland at this, um, this gathering. And uh, it was just incredible, incredible. We'll talk about that a bit more. We also, Mary and I went to Arizona, uh, if you remember, way, way back. That's ancient history. Um, back in, I think it was 2007, we hosted a team here from, from uh, Red Mountain Christian Fellowship, as it was then. Uh, these young people have all grown up. They're having their own kids, uh, and they're at different churches now. But we had a reunion with all these uh, guys who were on the team who came over here. And it was an opportunity to build greater relationships with people in the States. We were supposed to be exploring some stuff at the tail end of last year, but that obviously didn't happen. But we've been developing relationships there. And uh, I'm looking forward to what God wants to do through that. Um, I'm going to fire up a little video, okay? This is, this is, uh, this is going back to right at the start. Um, I, was, I had a tripod set up here facing that way. And it was the first video message that I ever recorded for the church. And it took me 20 minutes to actually know what to say and how to say it. And as I look at it now, I think, I can see that I was so nervous and uptight in that video. I'll just give you a little snapshot of the video. Everyone, um, if you've been on Facebook, you'll see that we have taken the difficult decision to uh, close down the building and to postpone our gatherings during the week. And also, and also, that's enough of that. Yeah, I was so nervous about being the other side of a camera. And now I've never heard my own voice so much or seen my own face so much. And I'm like, <laughs> do you know, seeing Sundays in the house, having prepared it all, recorded it all, uploaded it all, and thanks to Lindsay for doing all that stuff in the background. And then you have to sit and watch yourself and listen to yourself. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to a different church. I've had enough of this. 
But that was, that was the first ever video um, as we uh, launched out into, into church, which was online. And I don't know if you maybe remember me talking about that Sunday. It was our first live stream service in the church. Um, we had all the chairs set out. Everybody's names was on a chair. What I loved about it was that I put you in different seats from the ones you normally pick. But that's all up in the air now anyway, isn't it? So when the seats go back out, don't even think about going back to your usual seat, okay? Um, but I, I thought that was funny. And, and that day, I remember going round all the chairs and just taking probably a couple of hours in the church here that afternoon to go round and pray for you, for your family, because we were entering into this uh, pandemic, we were into lockdown, and we didn't know what was happening. It was really fearful. And I remember just going round praying uh, for you guys um, uh, at that time, and we've prayed for you regularly uh, as, as this, uh, well, it's nearly, is it 15 months now? Man, it's just crazy. So, um, but I do have some uh, another little video. Um, it's videos of uh, just little, you know, a few seconds of, of different five, five or six different stages of uh, church online and the evolution of that. Here, here we go. Oh no, sorry, that's that's church at home. I forgot I had that slide. Uh, aye. Oh, aye. Yeah, yeah. That's that's church from home and church in your home is the next one. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, so I'll move on to the other video, uh, which is coming up. Oh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's Treasure Kids at Home as well, right? I forgot I had that slide. That's with the reading glasses, my goodness. It's because everything's crammed in in my notes. So here, here comes the, the video. This is what I was talking about. First Morning, everyone, and welcome to Whipple Pentecostal Church to our first uh, online service. And we've jumped right into the deep end. Uh, so I want to welcome you, and uh, we're glad that you can join with us on Facebook. We're going to worship God as we always do. Good morning, and welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church, to Church Online. As you can see, it's an evolving situation. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church Online. Um, this week, the government have outlined some changes, and that we will be moving to phase three. It will be a, a kind of phased uh, move into phase three. Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to are you happy to be in church today? Good. Those who are online, I'm hoping that you're happy to be in church today. It would be great to hear your voices. Maybe just leave a comment or give us a thumbs up or something like that. Uh, remember to share the service today with your friends. Can you imagine how this feels for an introvert? Oh my goodness. But... Everything didn't go smoothly, okay? Hopefully what went out went smoothly most of the time. I do remember one night, and it was absolute torture. I, I was just trying to get service ready for that Sunday. was just a nightmare. And we'd, we'd set everything up. We'd been fiddling about with the sound, trying to get the sound good. And then we did all the worship stuff, and that had been recorded. And then everybody left me in the upper room. That's fine, because that's what we normally did. Everybody just left me to record the sermon. And so I hit the record button and did the sermon, except I didn't hit the record button. So I thought I was recording the message, and the message didn't record. I went around and I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to record all this again. So I had to do the same message again. And then I realized that my phone, it was done, my phone ran out of space before the end of the message. And so I had to take the file off the phone, put it onto the computer, delete the file so that I could create space, and then do the end of the message again. And by this point in time, it was half past 10 on a Friday night, and I was absolutely bushed. And I'm like, oh man, this is just so difficult. Why is this so challenging? Blah, blah, blah. Of course, if you were watching church online regularly, you realize that that's the bit that made the final cut. And I'm sitting at, my, at home watching this, and I'm like, oh, no. I hope I didn't say something I shouldn't have said. I hope I didn't talk about somebody, because I literally could not remember what was going to come next. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is just a nightmare. And so there were times behind the scenes when it was just all going wrong. That night was just probably about the worst moment ever. Um, I think it was, it was after 11 before we finally got everything recorded. And then the next day, it was all edited and, and uploaded ready for church on a Sunday. And by, you don't realize how long it takes to upload things. So I had to upload the file, and then Lindsay had to upload the file to Facebook and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. It just took hours and hours and hours to upload things. But hey, we just tried to keep going. We tried to keep church 
online, keep people connected, keep encouraging people, keep challenging people, um, you know, when it was necessary. But there were also funny moments, okay? I don't know if you saw this video online. I'm going to share it again because for me it was just, there were moments behind the, the camera when we were all trying to record church online in our upper room where a certain young man was very good at making his dad laugh, okay, at, at such the wrong moments. And I'm like, stop making me laugh. We're trying to get this right. And we're like, look at the time. So this, this, is, our, this is our bloopers video from last <laughs> So there were, there were moments of great hilarity last year, I have to say. Um, and this, this sums up last year. My, my postman, Eddie, he's just, a, he's just an absolute nut job. And he came at Easter time dressed as the Easter Bunny with my mail. Um, when we had the, the Hugmany party in uh, 2019, did we ever believe that 2020 would be the kind of year it was? And uh, there were days where we tried, I don't know what your traditions were, your, your things to break up the monotony of lockdown. One day we made a, a homemade takeaway chicken curry, and we had that. So we just tried to do things just to make things a bit different and special. Um, but also there were a number of guests who came and spoke. Um, there's some pictures up here. So we had Ray Stokes uh, share a little greeting. Uh, uh, Mark from Open Doors, whose surname just went in my head. Hind, yeah, it, was, it is Hind. Uh, there's Ian Duthie, he's our Scottish AOJ leader. Uh, he, he shared a 13-minute message with us as well. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Sam's and I had a conversation on Zoom, and we discussed some of the racial stuff that was rising last year. You probably remember that. And we had a conversation about that and how we, how we as brothers in Christ approach that in the church and as, as leaders in the church approach that. And uh, we, we, we actually had a subsequent session later on. It was maybe about two, two months later with some friends in the States, uh, Pastor Dave Beach and another guy, uh, Pastor Antoine, um, an African-American. And Sam's and I, we joined them on Zoom and we had a conversation. And we just explored the whole issue of Black Lives Matter. And uh, some of the things that Antoine shared were really helpful in, trying, in helping us to understand their context and why we use that term Black Lives Matter. And his point was that when you're the person who's been persecuted, that's where it matters. Because, you know, I, I was one of those people who said, well, all lives matter. And, and there are others who say that, and, and it's right. But in that particular case, these people's lives matter. And so that was a massive issue last year. We did try to address that issue uh, for the church as well. And so, you know, there's maybe scope to, to, to show that conversation online at some point as well. Um, it was just such a great conversation. So, I mean, that's the year that's been. Um, there have been so many things that were cancelled last year. Um, there's, there's so much information in the report about what happened and what didn't happen and, you know, some of the struggles that we've had as a church. I hope that you feel uh, supported as a church. And I want to read out something that I wrote in the report. And I'm emphasizing this because I, th I feel that it's so important. I want to say thank you to everyone who has given into the life of this church family over the course of 2020, whether time, talents, and or treasure, whether a lot or a little. We need to remember that at the end of the day, we're serving the Lord. It's about his kingdom in this area. I'm reminding us again that what we, what we do is not in vain. There's a purpose to it, but the, ulti the ultimate purpose is to serve God. And I want to share some thoughts. Um, I began to write this message uh, late on Thursday evening. Excuse me. So it was probably about half past 11 on Thursday night. And I was in my bed. I was listening to some music. And I, I was reading. And I just began to write some things there. I just felt God was speaking to me. Uh, and, and, you know, um, this, this would end to the early hours of Friday morning. And after you've heard that, you'll probably say, it sounded like it as well. Um, that's another story. But I, I really believe God gave me a word for the church today. And in the time that we've got left, I want to try and share this. And I really believe that we're at a critical time in the nation, 
I believe that we're at a critical time in the church. And I don't know if you remember one of the things I said in our first service in January 2020, it's not going to be business as usual. Do you remember that? I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> but what, what I wanted to share was that I have a vision for this church, and it's a vision of reaching a new generation. I have a vision for this church, and it's a vision of God pouring out his spirit in a new way. I have a vision for this church that is helping people to experience transformation as they encounter Jesus. And that's a transformation that ripples down through generations. Let me read something that I read in the Psalms just this week. It's talking about Jesus. It says, his spiritual seed, that's you and me, shall serve him. Future generations will hear from us about the wonders of the victorious Lord. His generation, they are the Lord's, yet to be born will glorify him and they will declare it is finished. This is how the Amplified puts it. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people yet to be born that he has done it and it is finished. I believe God is wanting to reach a new generation. Do you know, as a church, we've been very good at serving. We've been very good at community service and being community-minded and all the things that we've done. We have a building next door that is testament to that called the Answer Project, which helps people who suffer from dementia and gives their carers a break. Started by this church. We have a food bank currently based in Dean's... I'm allowed to say that it's going to move. <laughs> I've just said it. Um, they're looking at... Uh, they're, they're continually needing new premises because it's expanding all the time. And so they're exploring that just now. Again, community-minded, things that are good and things that Jesus tells us to do. But I believe that what God is saying for us in this new day, in this new season, is that we need to add to service and community-mindedness disciple-making. Because that's why the church is here. Yes, we have to serve the poor, but yes, we need to make disciples. That's our primary task. I'm just going to hit the pause button in my message for a second. I'm watching the clock, and I'm realizing how much I've got to fit in. And just to say a word about wells. Everybody knows what a well is. Have you ever drank water from a well? I remember when we were in uh, Bulgaria, um, uh, Petya's dad has a well out in the back garden, and I remember we, one of the things we did was install a pump so that he could get running water into the house. But a well is a place where you go for refreshing. And my interest in wells, as far as the Bible and spiritual things is concerned, goes back years and years ago. And it goes back to a word called Rehoboth. It's actually the well that Isaac dug. It's in Genesis 26, 22. And Rehoboth means space. And I remember reading that at the time, and I thought, as I was listening, as I was praying, God wants to make space for this church in the community, and in the surrounding community. And I think God has been in the process of creating space for this church in the community. Wells are about refreshing. But when we're thinking about spiritual things, a well is a place where God's Spirit comes out from. It's something that gives life. It's something that brings refreshing. And it I showed that slide earlier on of being at the pastor's prayer gathering. And when I was there, Mary and I had the privilege of praying with uh, Yinka Oyekin. Some of you will know Yinka. Uh, Yinka came to this church and stole one of the, the girls from the church, married her, and they moved away. Uh, so, uh, Yinka, if you ever listen to this message, I'll send you the link so that you can. Um, Yinka and Fiona, uh, you know, we're, well, Fiona was part of the church here. And so we were sitting praying on the first evening of this pastor's prayer gathering, and it was just a chance to pray for each other. And as we sat there, I think I was kneeling down on the floor and Yinka and Mary were seated. And I was kneeling. And, and inside, inside there was this cry in my heart. Pray about the wells, Yinka. Pray about the wells. It was like a prayer almost uh, from within me. And as Yinka began to pray, this is what he said. God is opening up a well. And I don't know about you, but in that moment, for me, I just felt so excited. I'm like, pray about the wells, pray about the wells. And, and Yinka says, God's opening up a well. And I got so excited about that because I thought, I'm not mishearing what God is saying. 
God is wanting to do something new and fresh in this church that will reach the community in a way that we've never done before. And so I was encouraged. Then we went to Arizona. I showed you a photograph of some of the people that we met there. And we were at the Dream Conference in uh, Arizona there. And it was session six. And a pastor called Jürgen Mathesius, what a name, glad I practiced it. He got up and he was speaking. And I was leading into what he was saying. Because I really felt that what he was saying, God was speaking to me. He was drawing me into what this guy was saying. And let me put something up on the screen that I recorded in my notes. I've never been able to get hold of this message to listen to it again. I'm trying still to get hold of that message. And this is what he said. Every church should have a flow that you can't explain. An open well. There's a flow. You're going to be known to have a flow of healing. Terminal diseases healed. And I'm sitting listening to this, and I'm, th I'm thinking, this wasn't directly aimed at us uh, uh, as we sat there, but I, I really believe the Holy Spirit was speaking, and he was reiterating that he's going to open up a well, a new well, where his blessing would be poured out, where people would be touched by the presence and power of God, and it would manifest itself in healings, miraculous healings. I found this so powerful. This is how our year was starting off, 2020, and then the pandemic hit, and then I thought, what's happening? It's not business as usual, but this isn't what I expected at all. Do you know, I think I've said this before in church, but I really feel that what God has called me as the leader of the church for this time to do is to be a transitional leader. Like Joshua was a transitional leader. Moses had led the people for years and years and years. He had been the man. Joshua was there in the background. And then it says, I think it's in the book of Joshua, it starts off by saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. And then there's this moving on of Joshua and the people. He gets called up into this position of leadership. And sometimes I, I just wonder, Lord, why, why, why did you call me to this? And it's a bit of a mystery to me sometimes still because I am not the person who wants to be on the platform and, and do all that stuff. But I really believe God has called me to be a transitional leader, to take the church into a new place. And I remember on the 4th of September, 2013, that's how far back some of this, it goes back further than that, by the way, but I'm sharing something from that moment. And I'm sitting where Sophie's sitting right now and we're getting ready for Treasure Kids, as everybody looks at Sophie. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Didn't think. Okay. I was sitting up the back of the church, and the church was empty. And I'm pretty sure I was getting set up for Treasure Kids. There was something on the go. It was all still really fresh back then. And I had this overwhelming... What I've written in my journal is that I had this overwhelming experience stroke thought. It was just a moment where I felt God speak. This is 2013. And what God said was, this is your church. And it blew me away. I thought, wow, God is speaking. I just, there are some times where you just know that God's speaking to you, and you know that it's God. It's not come from my own thoughts, uh, from myself. And what I was looking at at the time when God said that is the generation that's coming up. Can I just say something when I say that? Every generation is important. From the oldest to the youngest, every generation is important. And I hope that every generation feels valued and supported and cared for and loved in this church. And as I wrote that down, this is your church. Andrew's still leading the church at that point in time. I wrote down next to it, I know it's his because this isn't my church. This isn't a church that belongs to the leaders. This is his church, and he is building his church. What did Jesus say? I will build my church. Let's not make any mistakes. It's his church. And the last five years of taking over leading the church have been challenging, let me say, I've tried to adapt to a new role. And that's taken a bit of time. And at the same time as trying to adapt to a new role, I've been trying to take some of the things that were in my old role and hand them on to other people. And I've felt really unsuccessful in that 
handed over to other people part, okay? And so it's like the guy with the rucksack on, right? I've still got all the old stuff in my rucksack, and I can't put new stuff in until I take that stuff out. And it's felt like that at some times. And it's been incredibly busy. And I feel that my busyness, and I'm, I'm just going to share something from my heart. This is confession time, okay? In front of the church, in front of the camera, live stream to dear knows whoever. Uh, so you might be joining from another part of the world and you'll think, what is this guy talking about? Um, well, just hang with me for a wee minute and you'll hopefully get it. I feel my busyness has been a barrier, certainly to my own personal development. But I think in reflection, my busyness has been... Uh, it's been something that's not helped other people. Some of you have felt the impact of my busyness because you needed something from me that I wasn't able to give because I was so busy. That's it in plain words. And I, I apologize for that. But at the same time, one person can only do so many things. You'll know what it's like. If you've been in the workplace, you'll know what that's like. You'll know the importance of delegation and all these kind of things. There's only so much one person can do. And I really feel God has been challenging me. I, I shared a message recently in the church called A Celebration of Busyness. And if you think that was aimed at you, well, think again, because it was aimed at me, right? Because I know what it's like. And I know what it's like to celebrate busyness and have the buzz and the adrenaline and all that kind of stuff. But over 2020, God has said to me, you need to calm yourself down, son, and as we progressed into this pandemic, I, I just know that I was working flat out and I took a massive, massive step because I had to. I stepped down as a trustee of the food bank and also stepped down as a director of ANSA because I knew that my time was come. I knew that it was the right time to do that. And I could tell you about how God said that. And it goes all the way back to sitting at conference 2016, where I first heard that word and that seed was planted, it took a while to grow in Germany. You know, those who know me, you will know that things don't move quickly with me. <laughs> I apologize if that frustrates you. Um, but uh, anyway, that's another story. Let's not go there. But I really believe that there are more changes ahead of this church. We've experienced COVID. We're still experiencing COVID. And I, I think COVID will change the way that the world works. And I think change is here to stay. I said around a year ago, I believe that COVID was a catalyst for change. It's something that's going to create change that will be permanent, but it's going to create change that will keep on changing. And I think we just need to be aware of that. Things never stay the same. And you can be part of that change. You may not think you're a leader. And some of the leaders may not feel like they're leaders. I don't know about you. Some, I've heard people say that. You know, I can't, I'm leading this, but I don't really feel like a leader. And, well, welcome to my world. But by definition, leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. And if you influence anything or anyone, you're a leader. Leadership is not about position or titles. God forbid that we get consumed by positions and titles. That's not what leadership is about. Leadership is about serving. And on Friday, we remembered George at his funeral. George Curl was a leader in this church. He was a father in this church. He led, he influenced many of us. No position, no title, didn't need it. He was an influence for good. He was a father. And we will miss George in our church. But George was captivated by Jesus. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's his church. And are we captivated by Jesus? Is Jesus our world? Is he our all in all? Can we really sing that song that he's all I need? Can we really sing that? We need to remember that when we serve in the church, we're not serving the leaders. You're not serving me. You're serving the Lord. When you give of your tithes and offerings to the church, you're not giving to the church. You're not giving to the leadership. You're giving to God. And when you invest your time in local church, you're not giving to the leaders. You're not giving to the church. You're investing your time in 
God and his kingdom and into the next generation that's going to rise up with all the variety of gifts and service and working that there is. This is what 1 Corinthians 12, 4, 7 says. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord, Jesus. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them and all men. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. People need to see the Spirit at work. People need to see Jesus at work. Our community is hungry and thirsty for Jesus. They just don't know yet, but He's the one that they're after. And we, the people of God, need to see the Holy Spirit at work. We need a fresh revelation of the Holy Spirit, and that's why we pray, Holy Spirit, come. Every day, Holy Spirit, come. Fill me. Flood my life. Speak to me. Open up new things for me. And the people who live in our community need to see Jesus. And if we want to see our community impacted by the kingdom of God, we need to take it by force. It's probably about quarter to one in the morning, Friday morning when I wrote that down, and I realized God was starting to stir me up and say something. And I read this verse in Matthew, chapter 11, verse 12. For the moment John, John the Baptist, stepped onto the scene until now, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth, and passionate people have taken hold of its power. Who takes hold of it? The passionate people. The people who say, Jesus is my Lord and he's my world. And I love that phrase in the Passion Translation, bursting forth. Something is breaking through. Keith, this is a word that you've used in your prayers so many times, breakthrough. God is wanting to break through and do some new things. We need the passion in our hearts, passion for the Lord, passion for His purposes, passion for giving, passion for worship, a passion for His kingdom and His righteousness. And I believe that God in these closing hours of Friday night dropped another scripture into my spirit as I was researching that last passage that's on the screen, and I was led to Micah chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. And this is what it says. I will surely gather all of you, Jacob. I will surely bring together a remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like sheep in a sheepfold, like the flock in its pasture. The place will throng with people. The one who breaks open the way will go up before them, and they will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, and the Lord at their head. And I read that, and I thought, wow, that's really, really interesting. And then I fell asleep. And then beep, 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 my alarm went at seven o'clock in the morning, and I got up, and I did all the things that I normally do. I'll not bore you with the routine, but it's the same thing every day. <laughs> Made my coffee, went upstairs, sat with my Bible and my coffee, and just praying, Holy Spirit, come, come and speak to me. Open up your word to me. Let me hear your voice today afresh. I need to hear your voice afresh for today. And then, in my normal flow of my daily readings, where did I come to? But Micah chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. And when God does that to me, I go, oh, right. I really need to pay attention to this. And so I, I did pay attention to it. I read it again, and I prayed about it, and I meditated on it. I thought about it, and I thought, God really is wanting to say something to this church on Sunday. I don't sit up in the wee hours of the morning writing messages. I never do that. In fact, I hadn't even planned to say any of this. It was going to be Celebration Sunday stuff in its entirety, but I really felt God gave me a word. And as I read it again, I began to see some of the things in the Scripture that God was wanting me, see, wanting me to see. I will surely gather all of you, Jacob. I will surely bring together the remnant of Israel. And I think churches all across the world are in this position where they're wondering, who, who's part of this church anymore? There are some people you just don't know uh, how people are getting on, how they're connecting. We've tried to do that. 
but sometimes it feels like there's a remnant, and I will bring them together like sheep in a sheepfold, like a flock in its pasture, and the place will throng with people. The one who breaks open, the way will go before them. They will break through the gate and go out, and the king will pass through before them. The Lord at their head. And I really felt God was sharing a word for this church. I know my time's almost up. But what I noticed as I read this is that it's Jesus that will break open the way. We've been praying about this for a long time. I think what we need to grasp here, or what I was grasping as I read this and as I prayed over it, meditated on it, is that it needs to be Jesus that will break open the way. We need to pray and seek His kingdom and His righteousness and not strive. We need to follow His lead. He is the one who will lead the way. He is the one who will break open the way. And ultimately, He will be the one who gives us the drive, the desire, the passion, and the mandate to break through. He is leading. He is the head. He is the head of the church globally, and He is the head of this church. And that's what I saw is that Jesus will lead us. He will lead the church. That means that He will go first, and we need to learn how to follow. And I'm so aware that we need the Lord to fight for us. There are things that are out with our control, and we just feel like we're never getting the victory, but He is the one who will give us the victory. He is the one who will fight for us. We read that time and time again as we read through the Old Testament, how they would seek God, and God would say, well, this is what you need to do. Sometimes it was just You need to just stand and watch my deliverance. Sometimes it was the worshippers going first and God brought deliverance. Sometimes they had to just stand back and not get involved in a particular battle. And it's learning to listen to the voice of God and where he's leading. So he will break open the way, but listen to this. They will break through the gate and go out. You see, he's the one that's leading the way. It's his church he's leading, but we're the ones who need to break through the gate. Gates are things that keep people in or they keep things out. Essentially, a gate is a barrier. And what I felt God was saying is that we need to break through every barrier that keeps us from entering into God's purpose for this church. We need to break through every barrier. Barriers that keep people from coming in, keep us from going out. The people who are the sheep of his pasture, people that don't even know Jesus yet, that will come to know Jesus and they'll go, wow, where have you been all my life? We need to break through barriers. There's something that we need to do. Sometimes for some of us, it's a barrier of of discipline, a barrier of breaking through in prayer in our own times and listen to what God is saying. For churches, it can be financial barriers. We need to break through financial barriers to reach a new generation. And so we need to give to the Lord, and a new generation needs to learn how to give to God. We need to break barriers to spiritual growth, whatever that might be. We need to break numerical barriers. And the only way we can break numerical barriers is by investing in leadership. And so I pray, Lord, raise new leaders in this church. Equip the existing leaders in this church. Equip us all and cause us to be who you want us to be. We need to break communication barriers. You see, there's a generation who's never heard of Jesus. And it's not just a young generation. It's a whole range of generations of people who have never heard about Jesus and they need to hear his name. So the first thing is that Jesus will open the way. Jesus will lead us. We need to break through the gates. We need to break through barriers. Fourthly, we need to go out. It implies movement, it implies purpose, and it implies leaving comfort. None of us want to leave the comfort of our own homes, the things that are familiar to us. We don't want to leave what's comfortable, but God is calling us to move out. And finally, point five is, I meditated on this. I just went back and I'd missed it. And as I just thought about it, I came back to this, and I just felt this nudge in my spirit as I read, the place will throng with people. I didn't see it right away on Friday, but as I was finishing off this message yesterday, 
I remembered something that Ray Stokes prophesied into this church on the 27th of February, 2011. And this is what he said. And I believe there is a fresh call and a fresh desire and a fresh anointing upon this place. Just earlier on Saturday, I'd been listening to a song about new season, and that's what it was talking about, a fresh call, a fresh desire, a fresh anointing. And that's what Ray prophesied. What he was prophesying was about an opening up of a well in this church that would bless the community, that God would bring forth a newness of life here, an outreach here, an outreach there, and an ingathering of people. If you know me, you'll know I'm the person who says it's not about numbers. I've said it so many times, it's not about numbers, and it's not about numbers. It's about people, but every person is another number. Every person is another life transformed for Jesus, and so therefore it is about numbers as well. It is about His kingdom advancing and people coming to know Jesus. It's not about counting numbers, although we do need to do that, because there are things we need to organize and wrote as we need to do and people we need to cater for, and when it's church online, there are seats we need to set out. So numbers are important. If you think numbers aren't important, go and speak to your bank manager, and he'll tell you that the numbers matter, okay? Or your mortgage person, he'll say, the numbers matter, yeah? Numbers do matter, and they matter in the church as well. And Peter's going to come and talk about that in just a minute or two. But we will only see this if we are prepared to submit to his word and to this word. I believe this is a word for the church. It's a word in season, and we have the choice as to whether or not we will submit to this word or not, whether we will submit and follow, to, follow his lead. And if we're willing to break through the barriers, Lord, give us that desire and that anointing. And it will only happen if we're prepared to go out and leave the comfort of home. And that's a challenge for us. But I really feel that what God has been showing me in this word is, is something that he's saying for our church today. As we reflect on a year that's been, and here we are in May 2021, we don't know what the future holds. And if you're like me, you're aware of how uncertain the future can be, especially in recent months. But I know this, I know that he holds the future. I know that Jesus is in the future. I know that he's the one who's going to say, here we are, over this way, come, follow me, follow me, follow me. He's the one who's leading, and it's his church. And so as we finish today, and we just went over time a little fraction, but we're going to take a break in just a little minute. Let me pray. Let me pray for this church, and let me pray for God's blessing on us. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are more willing to speak sometimes than we are to listen. And Lord, we ask that you forgive us for being a bit slow sometimes. Father, help us to, to hear your voice and to move into the things that you want for us individually. The ministries in the church, which were up on the screen just not so very long ago. But Father, corporately as well, into the life of this church, may we hear your voice. And Father, we just pray that you'd help us to, to just grasp hold of what you're saying and to allow it to change our lives, to allow it to change our routines, to allow it to change our rhythms in life, Father, so that we are so desperate to see you fulfill these things in our time and in this generation. Father, we realize that we live in a world that needs you, Father, more so than ever. We know that we've always needed you, but Father, as we look at our world, we realize that it needs you. Our own communities, the communities that we represent as a church, needs you. And so, Father, we pray that you come. And, Father, that you cause something of what you have said today through your Spirit to stir us up in our hearts that we might know your presence in ever-increasing ways. Father, we pray that you continue to lead us to that place, to lead us to that new well. Father, the place where we have space, the place where there's an outpouring of the things which you have on your heart for, for this church, for the churches that are around us in West Lothian, and for this area. Father, we pray that you'd open up a well, and Father, that your spirit would flow out. Father, that you begin to touch. Father, we think of that word from Isaiah, and I come back to that just as I finish, Father. Lord, you've said that you'll make a way in the wilderness. 
We have so many ways to connect into our community. We have so many ways to connect into those areas where it's dry and needs life. And now, Father, we pray that you would bring streams in the desert. Father, now we pray that you would cause something of your spirit to flow out through every arm, out through every ministry in this church. Father, that would reach out into our community, that would saturate our community, and that the name of Jesus would be lifted up. Father, so that all men would be drawn to him. Father, we just confess again, this is your church. We thank you for the privilege of being able to serve you in whatever way we do. And Lord, we know that you will lead us in the days that lie ahead. And so, Father, we pray that you would be glorified in this church. Lord, we pray for every family which is here today, whether this is their regular church or whether they're visiting today. Father, we pray for every family, every individual. Lord, that we would experience something fresh in you this week. May we know the flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives in this week. May we hear your voice. And Father, we pray that you would give us the courage to respond to it. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, and the Lord bless you. Um, I do need to take a little picture for track and trace. Uh, just as we finish off, thank you for waving. And uh, cheeky smiles are always welcomed. So there we go. Lord bless you. Have a great week. And uh, may you know his presence in all that you do. I'm just going to take a break for a few minutes. And at 12.15, uh, 12 we'll come back for our AGM uh, for those who are part of the church here. Lord bless you.